اعوذ فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انما المؤمنون اخوه فاصلحوا بين اخويكم واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل المسلم على المسلم حرام دمه وماله وعرضه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders allah taala has created insan as an emotional being insan is not like an inanimate object that he doesn't have any feelings doesn't get upset about anything doesn't have any preferences any likes any dislikes insan is very different insan has emotions feelings and these emotions and feelings keep changing from time to time he sometimes happy sometimes sad he sometimes in a very good mood sometimes not in such a good mood there are certain things that he likes certain things he dislikes obviously what allah taala has made haram nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has forbidden there's no question about whether he likes or dislikes that that's completely out of the question but within the limits of shariat what allah taala has made permissible there are certain things certain kind of foods he might prefer certain things he might not prefer certain habits and ways of people might be very pleasing to him certain things irritate him so these are all common things every insan is faced with these things and together with that insan don't live in isolation human beings live in communities we live in families we live in homes we live with people we work with people we interact all the time with people so there is a constant interaction with people at every level whether it is within the four walls of the home whether it is in the workplace whether it is in a masjid whether it is anywhere there is a constant interaction with people and others are like us they too have emotions they have feelings they too are sometimes happy sometimes unhappy they also have likes and dislikes now in the midst of all this there's a very very crucial thing that deen wants us to preserve allah taala very much wants us to preserve a very crucial aspect in the midst of all this despite all these emotions that will come and go despite all the things that sometimes a person will be happy about and sometimes irritated about and whatever else will carry on in life but something deen has obligated us to preserve is that there should be peace and harmony that yes there will be ups and downs sometimes a person will get upset over something sometimes there will be some disagreement sometimes there would be some kind of misunderstanding and there will be as a result sometimes some little exchange maybe of words but in the midst of all this allah taala has emphasized upon us and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has similarly emphasized upon us that that peace and harmony must still be maintained that it doesn't mean that if there is a disagreement of some sort then every disagreement must mean a war a disagreement 
can occur in many things, in day-to-day things, in some preferences of whether something should be done in a certain manner or in a different manner. Whether it's done through, in the manner A or manner B, obviously provided that both are within the limits of deen and shariat, I'd be a disagreement in that. But it doesn't mean that disagreement must become a reason for discord, for disunity. Was great Faqih Yunus bin Abdul Ala al-Sadafi rahimahullah. He says on one occasion, I got into a debate of some issue with Imam Shafi rahmatullah So after we for some time debated this matter, and then we finally parted ways, and what happens often in a debate that there might be sometimes something said in a little strong manner maybe, sometimes something said a little forcefully, Happens sometimes, not necessarily. In any case, we parted ways. But the next day, he says, Imam Shafi, rahmatullahi, as soon as he saw me, he came and he took my hand. And he says, Ya Aba Musa, Ala yastaqimu an nakuna ikhwanan, walaw lam nattafiq fi mas'alatin. Abu Musa, he addressed him by a title of respect, his kunya. That, O Abu Musa, can we not remain brothers regardless of whether we even are in agreement about one issue also. Even if you disagree on every issue, obviously the disagreement would be within the limits of deen. But if you disagree on every issue also, does that mean that we shouldn't be brothers? That doesn't mean so. So he said, I haven't seen a more intelligent person than Imam Shafi rahmatullahi that regardless of whatever the debate was, but he gave me this lesson. That look, don't let a disagreement become a reason for disunity. So in any case, this is a common situation, whether it's on a family level, whether it's on an extended family level, whether it is in a business situation, whether it is sometimes between friends, in a community matter, that often disagreements occur. Unfortunately, very often disagreements become discord, become the basis for disunity. Whereas that is not necessary that every disagreement must lead to that. In any case, in the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us direction and guidance of how we should be managing this. What is the guidance of the Qur'an Sharif of how a person should be trying to maintain this harmony, this unity, this peace, happiness, this mutual love and muhabba. So in Surah Al-Hujurat, which is a surah that details many, many etiquettes of social life because that is where often all the issues come up because in social life this is where the interaction is whether it is within the home whether it's outside the home whether it is in the business how people we interact with others that is where things come up so many social etiquettes are explained in detail and thereafter Allah Ta'ala gives us guidelines that if a dispute does occur if some problem does happen how are we supposed to handle that? How are we supposed to manage that? Because being humans, as mentioned, we have feelings, we have emotions. There are going to be ups and downs. There's going to be some issue that we're going to get upset about. Somebody else will get upset about something. We might say something. Somebody else might say something. How are we supposed to manage this? So Allah wa Taala addresses us and says in the Quran Sharif that إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٌ فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ this is the blueprint for the peace. In one line, this is the mu'jiza of the Qur'an Sharif. 
This is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. That the blueprint for the peace and harmony, Allah Ta'ala gave it in one line. If somebody had to ask us for a blueprint of how to maintain peace and harmony, we won't know where to start. And if somebody has the ability to truly start, he won't know where to finish. This is the bodies of the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً Point one, that all the believers are one brotherhood. The lesson, that if we maintain this feeling of brotherhood, we regard every Muslim as a fellow brother, as a Muslim, as a brother. We have this feeling of this ukhuwa with every single believer. Then already that will lay the foundation for peace. And when that ukhuwa is missing, when that brotherhood is broken down, then already the foundation for peace has been destroyed. Then it is very difficult to build when there's no foundation. That's the very foundation. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَى So Allah Ta'ala commences this blueprint of peace and harmony by highlighting this reality, which should be the case all the time, that we treat one another as brothers. A person who truly has that brotherhood, brother, brotherly feeling with his, with his true brother, his blood brother, and you will see him overlooking many things, going out of his way to be of assistance to his brother. He will be doing what he can to defend his brother in a situation, to help him in a situation, whatever it might be. Allah Ta'ala is saying, maintain that same ukhuwa with every believer. Every believer is your brother and sister. So, innamal mu'minuna ikhwa. So, when this will be the foundation, then it's easy to build upon it. Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala says, فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ Coming back to this aspect first of this brotherhood. What is the dictates of this brotherhood? If a person truly believes that every other person is his brother, every believer is his brother, so what is the dictates of this brotherhood? How would he treat his brother? So there are many, many details about this in the Quran Sharif, in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu But one particular hadith and few aspects that are pertinent to the discussion. Regarding this brotherhood in one hadith, Nabi says that لا تحاسدو Because each one is the brother of the other. As a result, what should be the case? لا تحاسدو Don't harbor jealousy for one another. Don't become jealous over the next person. Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with something, make dua for him. Allah Ta'ala give him barakat. That jealousy will plant the roots of dispute and disunity. So لا تحاسدو don't harbor jealousy for one another. Walatanajashu. Don't incite against one another. And often these are the things that create that incitement. I have some jealousy over somebody else. So now how can I create a problem for him? So now incite somebody against him. So Latahasadu Don't incite against one another. Yes, somebody made a mistake, help him. Help him to rectify the mistake. Don't incite somebody else against him. And don't harbor hatred and enmity for one another. This is all a stepping stone. The jealousy, and like jealousy, various other social ills. This will become the stepping stone towards incitement. And that will become the stepping stone towards hatred and enmity. So Nabi says, Don't harbor enmity for one another. And, وَلَا تَدَابَرُوا 
Don't turn your back on one another because if there's going to be hatred and enmity, this will be the end result. It's all a stepping stone to the problem, to increasing and escalating the problem. That now after the enmity, now we'll turn our backs on one another, break ties, we don't want to see one another's face, we don't want to make salam to one another. A person now is about to pass somebody, he sees a person taking the bend and coming, and now he realizes he's going to have to cross paths with him, then suddenly he'll remember he forgot his keys in the car, he'll take a U-turn to go back. But the purpose is not to go and get the keys, it's just to avoid meeting the person and passing him. So that he doesn't have to make salam to him. Wala tadabaru. Don't turn your backs on one another and break ties. Wakunu ibadallahi ikhwana. Nabi Islam says, be the servants of Allah Ta'ala is one brotherhood. The same brotherhood. Wakunu ibadallahi ikhwana. Al-Muslimu akhul Muslim. Nabi Islam every Muslim is the brother of a Muslim. That brotherhood should be maintained. And the dictates of this brotherhood, la yazlimuhu. Every Muslim is our brother, la yazlimuhu, he will not oppress his brother. He won't now commit zulm. Whether that zulm is at any level, whether it is within the level of the home, whether it is as an employer, he won't make zulm upon his employee. The employee will not make zulm upon the employer. The details of it are known to us, how this happens, what goes on. The husband will not make zulm upon his wife, which is unfortunately a scourge in society. And neither will the wife make zulm upon the husband. And nobody will make zulm upon the other. La yazlimuhu wa la yakhzuluhu. He will not forsake him. In his moment of need, he'll do what he can to assist. He will make dua at least. If there's something financially to assist, he'll try whatever extent he can. There's some need for moral support. He'll be present to give the moral support. La yakhzuluhu wa la yahqiruhu and he will not look down upon him. He will not despise him. This person comes from a certain background, this person is from a certain nationality, this person is from a certain language and this person speaks this or that. That is no basis for looking down upon anybody or no basis for thinking of ourselves as better than anyone. The only basis is taqwa. Inna, uh, the person who is inna akramakum inna Allahi atqakum, the most noble in the court of Allah Ta'ala is the one who has greatest taqwa. And who has greatest taqwa? We only know on the day of Qiyamah. In dunya nobody knows who's where. Whatever the apparent situation might be, we have no idea what is the end result. So who finished off with greater taqwa will know the day of Qiyamah. So there is no way that we can ever look down upon anybody and especially based on these kind of issues, this is jahiliyat. This is an aspect of jahiliyah that because of a person's color perhaps or because of a person's social standing or the language that he might be speaking or any other reason apart from taqwa, nothing gives a person respect in the court of Allah Ta'ala. So to look down upon a person on any of these issues is jahiliyat. So Nabi Islam says, don't look down upon anybody. And further Nabi Islam says, Kullul muslimi ala muslimi haram. Every Muslim is sacred upon another Muslim. How sacred? Most sacred than the Kaaba Sharif. Can you imagine a person disrespecting the Kaaba Sharif? Every Muslim is most sacred upon a fellow Muslim more than the Kaaba Sharif also. Damuhu wa maluhu wa irduhu. Nabi Islam says his life, his wealth, his honor. Don't do anything that will violate the sanctity. 
the sanctity of a Muslim. Don't deliberately harm his honor also. So Allah Ta'ala says, Innamal mu'minuna ikhwa. That we are now being asked to live up to the dictates of this ukhuwa, of this brotherhood, in the light of this hadith sharif that we just discussed. That these are the dictates of this ukhuwa. That we have a clean heart towards everybody. That is the foundation for that peace and harmony. Then after Allah Ta'ala says, فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ that despite the fact that a person would try to maintain this harmony, maintain this peace, he would try to be the best person he can, but being insan he can slip up also. He sometimes, without realizing it, might say something that might offend somebody. He didn't mean, mean to say something and it came out from his mouth. In a moment he got overwhelmed with some kind of emotion, some uh, whatever situation had come up at that time, and he didn't think what he's doing, what he's saying. So now some problem came up. It will cause some hurt. They are insan. Others are insan also. So now there is a very big possibility from time to time that there might be some problem somewhere. So does it mean now that some problem happens so now we fan the flames of the problem? No. Allah Ta'ala addresses everybody else around the problem. The problem is between two parties. Everybody else around the problem are now being addressed. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ That you've seen a problem? You bring about the peace, فَأَصْلِحُوا, reconcile between your brothers. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ This islah and reconciliation, this is such a great aspect. Because by making this effort to reconcile, whenever there is an issue, whether it is in a marriage, whether it is in a business matter, whether it is in any other situation, this is what's going to maintain that overall peace and harmony that Deen is emphasizing upon us. Allah Ta'ala is emphasizing the Qur'an Sharif, Rasulullah Islam is emphasizing. So therefore everybody else now has a responsibility. And the responsibility is فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ Reconcile. And how great is this in the court of Allah Ta'ala, in the sight of Allah Ta'ala? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once asked the Sahaba, Allah أُخْبِرُكُمْ Should I not tell you what is greater in rank than all the nafil salah, nafil fast, nafil sadaqah that a person can give and perform all these actions greater than all this. person making tahajjud the whole night, every night of the year and throughout his life. Subhanallah, what a tremendously great thing. Somebody is fasting every day nafil fast. Can we imagine this ibadat? Somebody is giving billions in sadaqah. Nabi Islam says greater than all this in rank. Not that these are anything small, these are very great. But greater than this also. Nabi Islam says, Islahu Zatil Bain. The person who makes an effort to reconcile between people. He goes out of his way to try and cause, bring about unity, bring about harmony, bring about peace. His efforts are so beloved to Allah wa ta'ala. Allah, Nabi Islam says that his position and rank in the court of Allah Ta'ala, in terms of these amal, he has a greater rank. The rewards he will get is greater. Not that we should neglect any of these things. But together with this, this has a greater rank. Can we imagine? Greater than this. Greater than tahajjud the whole night, every day of the year. Greater than fasting every day of the year. Greater than spending billions in sadaqah. So now that person who is making that effort to reconcile, Allah Ta'ala is so pleased with this action of his, that this is his position, 
Imagine the person himself decides, okay, for the sake of peace, I'm ready to forego my rights. Can we imagine what his position would be? And this is such a beloved thing in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala has forgiven a right of his for the person who is making this effort. It is the right of Allah Ta'ala that a person should never lie. A lie is a terrible sin, a major sin. In the Hadith Sharif it comes a person lies, the angels flee to the extent of one mile due to the odor and the smell that comes out of his mouth due to the lie which the angels perceive. Insan may not perceive it. But when it comes to the matter of reconciling, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, The person who is reconciling between people and he says something that is not the reality. He is not regarded as a liar. Now he went to talk to one party to try and now bring about some kind of reconciliation. But when he talked to the one party, that person started spewing out vulgarity about the other person. Now he in any case does what he has to do here, and then he goes to the next person and says, you know what, I just came from the other person, and he was talking very highly of you. But didn't say highly regarding what? All he said was he was talking very highly about you. And he was, he was, he's wanting to make peace. Whereas that person never spoke anything about peace. But now he's softening this person with this inaccuracy. This inaccuracy is far more greater than that truth. That truth which will cause dissension. The inaccuracy that will bring about peace is far greater than that truth. Nabi says, This is how cherished this aspect of reconciliation is in the court of Allah. So Allah Ta'ala says, Then, This one ayat has the blueprint of peace. The mojiza of the Quran Sharif. The kalam of Allah Ta'ala. In one line, the whole blueprint of maintaining peace and harmony has been rolled out. That without taqwa minus taqwa, then forget it. It's not going to happen. If taqwa is missing, then there is going to be nafsaniyat. Then the nafs is going to take over. Then the jealousy will speak. Then pride and arrogance will be now shouting at the rooftops. When the taqwa is missing, then there won't be any concern about what is my right or whether I am making zulm. If there is taqwa, then that taqwa will guide a person that yes, there is a dispute. But in this dispute also, I must do what is right. If both parties possess taqwa, then despite whatever has become the disagreement, whatever has become the problem, but if there's taqwa, there won't be ghibad. Yes, the dispute is there, the problem is there, that needs to be sorted out. But if taqwa is missing, there'll be ghibad. There'll be slander. Forget ghibad, they'll go to slander. There'll be all kinds of things that will carry on as a result of that lack of taqwa. But if there's taqwa, then the parties will be united in a common goal. Despite the dispute, they'll be united by a common goal. The common goal is, how can we resolve this dispute in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased? This will be the primary objective. Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. There's a problem, but I need to sort it out in a way Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. Now, when both parties are thinking on those lines, it will be a very simple matter to resolve that issue. It won't be a complicated issue. Because both have the same common goal. But that common goal will come 
through taqwa. In another ayat of the Quran Sharif, in the same regard, Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala says that وَأَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا or Before that, another ayat Allah Ta'ala says فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَصْلِحُوا ذَاتَ بَيْنِكُمْ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَصْلِحُوا ذَاتَ بَيْنِكُمْ Step 1, فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ Adopt taqwa. If you adopt taqwa, فَأَصْلِحُوا ذَاتَ بَيْنِكُمْ This will become very easy. Now you reconcile between yourselves. First step is adopting taqwa. Surround and think that what am I doing? Am I doing this in the correct manner? I'm going to have to stand in front of Allah on the day of Qiyamah. I'll have to give an account of all these aspects. How I conducted myself in a dispute also. Obey Allah and His Rasul Even in the matter of how you go about resolving a dispute. That too maintain the law of Allah Ta'ala. Then together with the aspect of taqwa, another very essential ingredient. The essential ingredient is in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala says, اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا And don't dispute one another. Don't get into quarrels. وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا فَتَفْشَلُوا وَتَذْهَبَ رِيحُكُمْ Otherwise you will lose your strength. You will become cowardly. But what is the way that you are going to avoid all this? وَصْبِرُوا Sabr. This is a very very great attribute of a person. Sabr. إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala is with those who have sabr. A person who doesn't have sabr is going to be very difficult to hold his tongue in that moment. To think before he speaks something. And he's going to blurt something which is going to just escalate the problem. Just aggravate the whole situation. The person who's got sabr, okay, let me think about it. Let me first consider what's to be done. How, is, how should I go about it? What should I say? What is the right thing to say? What is the right thing to say? What is the right way to say it? Sometimes you might say the right thing. But he's going about saying it in the wrong way. That's going to cause a problem too. The person who's got stubborn will stop to think. It won't be the case of shoot first and ask questions later. He'll stop to think. He'll turn his attention towards Allah Ta'ala. This is what the taqwa and sabr will make him do. First gain the help of Allah Ta'ala in this matter. Allah Ta'ala's help must come. And we must gain the help of Allah Ta'ala to resolve this. So in... This regard, there are many, many other issues, many other points, but just to now wrap up on this, that there will be these kind of things that will happen. It might be in a home, it might be in an extended family, it might be in society, wherever it is. But if we adopt a few basic things, then inshallah it will become very easy to keep ourselves within limits. And if everybody does this, inshallah it will be very easy to sort out issues. Then a person would be a true leader. In one hadith, Rasulullah referred to Hazrat Hassan ta'ala and his grandson. And he said, Inna ibni hadha sayyidun. That this son of mine, referring to his grandson, he is a leader. In Islamic history, any person is familiar with it. So Hassan ta'ala only was the Amir al-Mu'mineen for six months. But his leadership, Nabi Salaam endorsed till Qiyamah. He's a leader. And what is the real trait that stands out in this leader, that made him a leader? Allah Ta'ala will use him to bring about reconciliation between two great groups among the believers. 
that made him a true leader. If a person is a leader, he won't be a leader in breaking. He'll be a leader in making. A leader makes. A leader doesn't break. So now how does a person lead in making? What is the plan of action? And for that matter, any person. Very simple, very, very easy to undertake. But just requires that little consciousness that when there is any issue, it might be just an issue between spouses, a small little issue between spouses sometimes. It might be something between parents and children. It might be between family members, between extended family, between whoever. The simple steps we just take. Number one, istighfar. Starting point, something happened, first turn to istighfar. Often these things happen due to our sins. And we are often looking outside. There's always somebody else's problem, not mine. Let's internalize it first. Then let me make istighfar. It's probably my own actions that caused this. Yes, maybe somebody else said something that hurt me, but my hurt, the background to it is my own sin. So first we make istighfar. Take a few minutes maybe. Sometimes there isn't time to wait too long. Make istighfar seven times, deeply from the heart. After istighfar, there's a chance to give some sadaqah. Sadaqah brings down the help of Allah wa ta'ala. If this is due to our sin, that sadaqah will extinguish the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Sadaqatu tutfi'u ghadabar rabb. So istighfar, tawbah, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. And very often, problems ensue due to our own sins. Discord and disunity happen between spouses, because one of them is involved in some haram. Very often this is the case. And the person made tawbah, istighfar, made amends, and the problem went away, he doesn't know how. So this Toba istighfar, starting point. And then together with that sadaqah, then dua. Because we want to solve an issue, we don't have any ability and capability to do it. It'll only happen with Allah Ta'ala's help. Doing to make surakat salatul haja, and then beg Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. Sometimes it might be something that needs to be done very quickly, just from the heart, talk to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you help me to do what is right. Allah, you saved me from becoming the morsel of nafs and shaitan in this matter. Allah, save me from saying what you're going to be displeased with. Allah, you make me a peacemaker, not a peace breaker. Very often these things don't even cross our mind. Let me become a peacemaker. Many a person complains about that now something is happening in my heart, probably I'll need a pacemaker. Because so much of problems and so much of issues and all the time there is this bickering and quarreling and whatever else is happening and as a result there's so much of stress and pressure and now it's doctors are saying you'll need a pacemaker. We become peacemakers inshallah we'll get safe from that issue of pacemaker also. So dua asking Allah Ta'ala's help. Allah you resolve this problem for us. You guide us to do what is right, what will please you. When a person already takes these three steps, already he'll be thinking correctly. He'll be thinking in a positive manner. And he'll be thinking of how to make, not how to break. Now when both parties are already thinking of how to make, why won't it get made? So istighfar and tawbah, sadaqah and dua. And then together with that, sometimes it's a little bit of a complicated issue. It's a little bit of a bigger thing, mashwara. We just take the time to seek somebody's advice, somebody who is experienced, Learned. It might be a business matter, somebody experienced in that field, person of taqwa and piety, 
person who has that experience, we go to some of the ulama who are experienced in the field of this, of trying to help people resolve these issues, mashwara. That is a very, very great thing. It is emphasized in the Quran Sharif as well, in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The barakat of that mashwara sometimes makes a very complicated thing very easy to resolve. We don't take it that we are experts in everything. No, we take, take the advice of others. That little bit of effort, that mashwara, that too will become a very great step in resolving that issue. And the last aspect, that just as we should be doing these things, we encourage others to do it. Let's all do this. Stop the whole issue. Look, let us all start off by taking time to make istighfar and tawbah first. Let us all go and make dua and come. Let us all ask Allah Ta'ala's help. And then let us resort to mashwara as well. If we take these few simple basic steps, nothing difficult in all this, but inshallah with the barakat of these amal, Allah Ta'ala's help will come, and very complicated things will become easy to resolve, that peace and harmony will be maintained, for which Allah Ta'ala has promised so much of rewards. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillah.